Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Wednesday, September the 22nd, 2021. Today we're reading from Matthew chapter 5, verses 58 through 48. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, Give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the children of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So yeah, this passage uh, is one that is maybe a little bit well-known, but also very difficult and causes a lot of questions. The beginning of the passage is this idea of turning the other cheek. Um, we know that saying. I grew up thinking maybe that meant we should just, you know, let other people take advantage of us a little bit. And while I do think that this is definitely a Jesus call to nonviolence, uh, I think that there is also some other stuff going on here as I've studied and read a little more. Um, it's interesting that it says the right cheek. So if you were to get slapped on the right cheek, the only way someone could do that who was facing you is to backhand you. So it's it wasn't as much of a fist fight as it was um, a an insult. So someone would backhand you. So the idea of turning the other cheek uh, the only way they can hit you going the other way is if they have to look you in the face. You can backhand someone without really looking at them, but to hit them with an open hand uh, was kind of like approaching an equal. And so um, the same thing is true if anyone wants to take your coat, give them your cloak as well. The whole idea, this is called the third way. It's not responding with violence for violence, but it's also keeping dignity. So it's facing them as they, after they backhand you and making them face you and see you, your humanity. So then if they hit you in the face again, they're shown to be, their evil is shown for what it is, is the, the best way to say that. And the same thing, if they take your cloak uh, or if they take your coat, give them your cloak as well. Basically, you would be standing there naked. So if they're going to take you know, one thing, just give them the shirt off your back. That would be the way we would say it. So that then 
people can see that this person who has clothes is taking all of your clothes. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Now, we know that would be a Roman soldier or a centurion who could force you to go one mile, but they weren't allowed to force you to go two miles. So if you go two miles with them, uh, it's showing them to be the oppressors that they are. And it's also maybe could cause uh, them to have a little trouble. So the idea there is it shows the whole idea of the third way is that it shows evil for what it is. And yet Jesus goes on to say to give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse any, from anyone who wants to borrow from you in this passage. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy is what they had heard. But Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Um, this is probably, to me, the highest command of love. It's, it's the love taken to the nth degree because we can love the people who love us in this world. That's usually not too difficult for us. And we can even forgive some people who have wronged us. But an enemy who constantly comes after us to love that enemy is, is a kind of love that is supernatural. It is only the kind of love that God can give us. And that's why this passage even ends with this understanding, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus says, if you just love the people that love you, doesn't everybody do that? But I'm calling you to something more, to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We look at that, and the first thing we say is, well, there's no way I can do that. And the answer to that is, yes, you are correct. There is no way you can do that. But there is a way that God can do it in you. And we have seen in history stories of, of people who have loved their enemies well. I think about Martin Luther King Jr., who, who died even in the midst of violence and threats, kept going forward, continued to love. Um, there's a, a missionary, his name was Nate, actually, um, who went and was martyred. And, and this missionary's wife went back and ministered to the same people who killed her husband. Uh, so, so this kind of love is not just the natural love of the world that we see all the time, where I love the people who love me, and if you don't love me, I'm going to write you off. I'm going to ghost you. I'm going to even hate you, maybe behind your back. Um, but, but the love that God gives us is this unconditional love that he has for us. And as he fills our hearts with his love, we are able to be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. Does that mean we will perfectly love all the time? No, but it means that God will continue to perfect our motives as we live in this world. And one way that you can tell that God has worked in your life is you can look and see who am I loving. And ultimately, Jesus calls us that that love should be unconditional even past those that we, you know, we like, that we associate with, those that maybe kind of just annoy us and we don't really have anything to do with, but even out all the way to our enemies, those people who are actively pursuing like our demise, if you will. Um, and so, so this is a, this is a, a high command, but it, it's predicated on the idea that we won't be able to do it in and of ourselves. It's, it is only as God lives in us, as Jesus prays before he leaves 
um, and, and is crucified and buried and resurrected and ascends, Jesus prays that, that I, they may be in us as I am in you, Father. Um, Jesus prays that for his disciples. Uh, as we live in God, as God's heart begins to soften our heart, begins to change our heart and even transform our heart, uh, we can be perfect because our Heavenly Father is perfect. Um, we can be perfected in Him as our lives grow. And, and ultimately, that perfection is completed uh, when we see God face to face. At the end of our life, at the end of when Christ returns, at the end of time, uh, that perfection will be completed. But it can be on the way now. God can begin that perfecting work in our lives. So, so your job is not to be try to be perfect, to go out there today and, and say, I'm going to do everything right. Your job is, as Jesus said, to remain in Christ, to dwell with God, and God will perfect you as God is perfect. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.